getting you on your way. Time to get started. With Joshua Simon on KISS 92. You're on your way with Joshua Simon on KISS 92. Collectively, we celebrated Valentine's Day. I hope we all survived relationships-wise because statistically, not many couples make it through to Christmas all the way to Valentine's. So if you actually manage to even, dare I say, grow stronger as a unit, Shout out to you. It takes a lot of work to keep a relationship going. Yesterday, we celebrated love, and now it's life after love. Oh. You're on your way. I'm on my way. With Joshua Simon. I want to give a, a big shout out and a hug to anyone that felt lonely yesterday. Now, I don't want you to keep your expectations as such, where you're looking on social media and you're looking at other couples. They look so happy on the surface. Look, people in relationships can also feel lonely okay and if you know that hey you're a bit triggered uh, by looking on instagram and seeing how everyone else is doing and your mind is telling you that everyone has it much better in life than you do then just switch off okay don't allow those voices to take over uh, we have our producer jillian summers here who's Hello. in a brand new relationship i have to ask you how do you spend your valentine okay so you know i told you because you left what uh, no I'm kidding, I'm kidding i'm kidding you left what on time okay, it's then. true i left uh, we were actually gonna go to like cold storage and get a salad because <laughs> we were gonna combat- i'm sorry what this is the first time you're spending valentine's day together you all went to cold storage on a date huh? we were going to because we refused to be slaves to capitalism and we refused to pay the valentine's what rebels you are <laughs> i know how much they're paying you oh i don't want to be a slave to capitalism <laughs> i went for a date at cold storage uh, the fact you said cold storage not Sheng Xiong even uh, oh my privilege gosh. <laughs> okay so what what can we do at cold storage on a date please explain oh yes anyway that salad bar is great but in the end we didn't go there because we took a detour and we just decided to live life spontaneously full of nonsense contradictions it's you? true it's, this was like live on the real updates <laughs> <laughs> so we went to oven and fried chicken at uh, Beauty oh, World I love that place yes. it's it's a really good Korean uh, fried chicken but get this you're slightly more health conscious because it's oven baked yes air fried mm-hmm. rather than deep fried oh my gosh it's very hard to find table there your man should find table we did it was actually pretty empty Oh. Yeah, it was just full of like the Korean uncles. Okay, I was struggling to to find a place to have Valentine's on, because uh, everywhere was either fully booked or they were jacking up the prices. Mm. It was a bit wild. Maybe we can check in on Daphne Koo as well on how she spent her Valentine's. I think she's somewhere lingering in the back studio. I am here. Oh, yo. <laughs> Keeping you company on your way home. Joshua Simon, Kiss 92. She had an early start on Valentine's. She spent it with Callum Scott and some of his biggest fans here in Singapore. I did. I did actually hate Valentine's Day, but it was not bad yesterday. So you you usually loathe Valentine's Day. Why is that so? I I don't loathe. I literally the opposite of love. I just am indifferent to it. It's just another day. Like I really don't. It's no, there's no hype for me. But you know, yesterday I said, you know, I encourage us to lean into just the spirit of love. And for Daphne, you love so many things. You love your dog Snowball. You love your family. You love music. You love your craft. Yeah. You love your wardrobe because you look absolutely stunning all the time. Oh, oh. thank you. Literally no. in a spaghetti strap top and <laughs> jeans. But okay. So how did you spend the night time though? Oh, I mean, I I ate. I went to Next to buy food. Oh, okay. And so then okay. I, I got Tori Q. Wow, I, so cute. I went home and then I watched K-drama uh, and then I fell asleep. Raise <laughs> your hands if last night y'all just watched K-drama. 
Okay. Shout it's out everyone, to you. Because I, I hear it's very cathartic to do that. That's what I hear from some of my friends. You know, like I have a, a, a really close friend of mine who had a bad breakup and then discovered Korean drama. Honestly, and, yeah. You know, a lot of last year, I felt a lot less alone watching K drama, like living vicariously through it. And it's and even though my mom constantly comes in through the door and it's like, you know, it's not real. Ah, uh, you know, it's not real. Korean men not like that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, just let me live my fantasies, woman. <laughs> the, the fantasy is so powerful. I mean, as long as we don't get too carried away and swept away by it. But I have seen how it's helped people, and I think that's also one of the reason why the Korean wave is so strong. Oh, it sure. really dramatizes and romanticizes in a very beautiful stunning filtered lighting situation for for its characters (laughs) really I have friends who never cared about K-pop and then they chose one K-pop group they became a stan like a crazy fan and literally be like no one will hurt me ever because this person likes me so much this person will never ever hurt me yeah I was like okay as long as if it works for you yeah, you know exactly. Oh, yeah, right. I'll share a little bit about my Valentine's Day in just a bit. I want your your comments on on these uh, food items that oh. was served. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Getting you on your way, Joshua Simon on Kiss ninety two. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. I very thankfully spent it with someone that I really care about. But on that note, I also want to say stop it, ah. Stop it, ah, you guys. Hey, hello. Stop it, ah. Joining me on the show eavesdropping is Daphne Koo. She can't resist. Can I just say, when you ever you say, you're on your way, mm. you jo- it's so sexy. Thank you. But my, <laughs> my, my, my true self is stop it, ah. Okay, so I went <laughs> to a, a relatively fancy restaurant that oh. I managed to get a booking at because I've gone there a bunch of times. And it was also where we had one of our first big dates. So I called the staff in advance, like, is it possible to get that table? Ooh. And so, okay, we'll do our best to get it for you they got me a table all the way far end on the other side of the room well oh. well a long time a long time okay you know? so stop it uh, first of all uh, restaurants right y'all really got to think of the customer experience when they sit down the table is so big so it's valentine's day and my date is so far away from me you know so it's so hard to talk to them and then right next to me is other couples so everyone is yelling at one another hey how you think the lobster nice not the lobster nice like a hemi peel like everyone is shouting at my so i really couldn't take it so you know I, i'm the kind of person who if i want something done i try to get it done at least i try so i went back to the staff i said like hey that table that table I, I really requested for it they kind of look like they're finishing up if possible can you switch me over there when possible they did it so we got our table Aww. okay so then we went it's buffet style my buffet so I went to the buffet area right so I asked them hey what are the differences in the menu for Valentine's oh we got some Valentine's Day treats for you hey they renamed the items with <laughs> Valentine's Day messages you hear this you hear this please tell me what you think this is this is one item I'm reading this uh, photo of the screenshot Lover's Bliss Irresistible. What do you think it is? Ice cream? You think it's ice cream? Okay, mm-hmm. Jillian, what do you think it is? Chocolate raspberry cake. It's a tiramisu, everyone. <laughs> but they call it Lover's Bliss Irresistible. And then this is another one. Love's Warm Embrace, A Sweetheart's Delight. I just want to know what's inside. That is what? written at the buffet for the item itself, you know. What? But actually, How do you know the allergens then? It's apple crumble. Oh. <laughs> Stop it, huh? <laughs> That's the other thing. And they keep jacking up the prices while they purposely time, you know, Valentine's Day with Chinese New Year. Because they purposely have Chinese New Year items there to, to increase the price. And, and then they Valentine's Day. Wow, very expensive. Mm, okay. Man. No wonder you got table. Yeah. Well, shout out to Jillian who spent it at Cold Storage initially and then moved to somewhere else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Daphne Koo who spent it at home. How did you spend your Valentine's Day, dear <laughs> listener? Getting you on your way. Ooh. 
Time to get started. With Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. We have a good friend to the show, comedian, actor Das Didi, as well as director Kelvin uh, behind the new King of Hawkers movie that's coming out in seven days' time. The cast will join us very soon. But real quick, I just want to add on something uh, to what we just talked about for our Stop It. Uh, Jillian, ah. you know, off air while we were listening to the music, you mentioned also at your restaurant that you ate at, the Korean restaurant, mm. the table was so big, so it's very hard to talk to each other. Yes, it was. We couldn't even hold hands. Very, and it's Valentine's Day, Samoa. So for me, it was very jealous because around me, all the couples are trying to talk to each other, trying to say, like, "Oh, the lobster very nice. Can have me peel all that kind of thing." And it's everyone just yelling across the table because the table is so far spaced out. And then they put all the rose petal, what nonsense! I don't care about rose petal. Okay, I, I, I just need to be aesthetic from a photo. Anyway, here's a little tip that I learned very early on in my dating process, right? Because I'm the very anxious kind of person, so I always like YouTube like advice from therapists and all that. Wow. So one big. Tip is when you're on a date. I know in the movies they sit them across each other. That's usually for the camera placement, so uh-huh. the camera can cut between the two characters. But actually, in real life, as much as possible, you want to sit next to them. Yes. So you can look next to each other. There's a sense of closeness and intimacy. You dig into your food together. You know there is like that sense of touch as well, right next to each other. Your your shoulders or your arm rubbing against each other. So you can put your hand around. Ah! She said one I never say this kind of thing But I'm just saying It's also very easy To share food Okay Because I ran You don't want to eat You know And it's very nice For a selfie together It's very awkward To take selfie When someone's across you You know So as much as possible And I, I didn't believe it At first Because always I sat across one another But when you sit Across one another It's very formal Mm, it's almost like you're true. in an interview yeah. Question, answer, question, answer You know, it shouldn't be that way When but you're right next to them It feels like you're together Eating something together You know, I had someone though That said like His neck pain uh, Sometimes it's okay To just look down And <laughs> and then you eat And then you mm, mm, Like that <laughs> What do you think? Do you think it's actually easier To sit across one another? Or It's more intimate To, to sit right next to one another When you're at dinner With someone that you care about What's that mean? Your thoughts on this Based on your experience <laughs> Almost there. You're on your way on Kiss 92. Now, before actor, comedian, dance Didi reunites with me on the show alongside director Kelvin behind new King of Hawkers movie, which comes out in a week's time. Since we have a bit of time, y'all want to hear some condo drama. You know, I always got condo drama, right, Jillian? Always got condo drama, whether it's Lizard la... Neighbor pushing my doorbell and running away la. Police getting involved. SCDF being... Yes, yes, it is that serious, my condo drama, everyone. Okay, now this one is a callback to a plumbing issue which I shared with y'all, right? I have had this over and over. I think five different bills so far uh, to a plumber that I actually found here on Kiss 92. I really benefited from telling y'all my condo drama because y'all really helped me out. You know, y'all either share with me a good contact or a tip that I can put to good use and having these conversations have also helped other people to figure things out and learn things about how to better take care of the home. You know, I always believe if you take care of the house, the house will take care of you. Ah, meditate on that. All right, so there is someone that I truly care about that came over to my house, needed to do a number two, mm-hmm. and there was two rolls of toilet paper. I'm a very, very good host. I always put two rolls of toilet paper. More than enough for what you require. I come back in the toilet, only half of one is left. <gasps> uh-huh. One and a half rolls of toilet paper was gone. Okay, so this person has a habit of really uh, mummifying themselves with toilet <laughs> paper when they do a number two. So it clogged the toilet the last time, 
it clogged the toilet again over no. Chinese New Year. So I had to call the plumber to try to unclog the pipe, and then it was just sewage water all over the floor. Uh. I had to spend the entire morning cleaning the apartment. So I was fed up, lah. I said, I told to the plumber, I said, look, I'm renting. I cannot keep incurring these bills on top of utility, aircon servicing, all these kind of things. It adds up. Yeah, what, what's going on? Should I talk to the landlord about this? So he told me, actually, a lot of old condos, because I'm living in a relatively old condo, right? It's in the Novena area. Mm-hmm. A lot of old condos, I did not know this, huh, have metal pipes. Whereas newer condos, they've switched to PVC pipes, oh. which don't clog as much. They don't rust. Ooh. The problem with metal pipes is that over time, the rust, everything just clumps up together, almost encrusting right. the pipe. So even the slightest amount of tissue paper makes it very sensitive for clogging to occur. It's so I can't sign, do anything. Right? La. Yeah. I can't do anything. <laughs> you got to move house. I, I just got to install a bidet. Uh, if you actually have a solution, please let me know. Uh, there's a workaround for it, especially if you live in a condo or an HDB that's maybe a, a while old already, you know, and it's a bit aged, you know, and maybe there's a way to work around because I cannot keep having this plumbing situation. It's very messy. And I'm also curious whether or not the solutions work because you go NTC, they have these like liquids, right? These mm. liquids where you pour into it and it's supposed to unclog the Oh, button. it does not work. Trust. I trust. Is it? Is it true? Does it work? Anyone got try for? Let me know. Always with you. On your way on Kiss 92. Now, a long-awaited return to our love guru who began his debut in entertainment here on Kiss 92 on the night show with me, Lava. He's gone on to greener pastures, to better, more starry things in life. Dasa. Oh, you're talking about me. Das Didi. Yeah. Yes, that's my. That's what I'm going with now. Das Didi. I knew it's Dasa Dharmasena. Okay, so my name is Dharma Dasa D- Daniel Dharmasena. So okay. Das is part of my first name, and then the rest is my dad's name. La. And the rest is history. La. Okay. Yeah, that's also true. And then you won some big award recently, yeah. is it? Yeah. Too, too much better for us, is it, nowadays? Uh, I'm, I'm back. Oh. So <laughs> I guess I still need y'all. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, horrible. What, what, what is this big award you recently won? Because it was history in the making. Yeah, so I'm the first Indian to win a performance award at in Star Awards. Uh, so in the past 28 years, that has never happened. Yeah. Can we get some recorded applause for you, please? Come oh, on. Come on. Thank now. you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Das Didi, actor, comedian on the show, and right next to him is director Kelvin Sung. Behind Kelvin Sung Productions, there is a brand new movie, Kelvin, that you've just made, King of Hawkers. What is the story behind King of Hawkers? That's right. Thank you, uh, Joshua, for introducing the film. The film is about a newly divorced uh, lady from Hong Kong who came back to Singapore after 20 years, and she took over her mom's store. And in the journey, she realized that you know the importance of love, redemption, as well as keeping. Um, the heritage true to itself in terms of hawker culture. We're going yeah. to mm. talk about hawker culture for for uh, for a while later on as well. Yep. The significance of it, how important it is to preserve that. That's right. Uh, uh, the landmarks that's very close to many of our hearts in just a bit, and also the filming process as well. It must not have been easy filming at hawker centers. Uh, more with Das Didi and Kelvin Sung for King of Hawkers. It comes out next Thursday, the twenty second of February. So you want to get your tickets early. How did this project first come about? Was it a passion project for you? Were you just sitting at a coffee shop one day and you thought, you know, I, I want to make a movie about King of Hawkers? 
this project has always been at the back of my mind for for quite a long time, I would say, and it took me about two years to get it into reality. What happened was uh, during COVID times, I actually got to meet a very famous chef from Singapore, Chef John C, who happens to be the food director for the Hollywood film Crazy Rich Asian. Ah. So we were talking about, oh, you do this for Hollywood and all that. What about doing it for... For Singapore hawker food, you know, to style the food and make it uh, happen on the big screen, and that was when I, I started to to work with my scriptwriter, my creative team, and we wanted to do hey, it. It has never been done before, as in we got food movies before, but not really talking about hawker food, yes. hawker culture. It's a common bonding uh, between Singaporeans, whether you're rich or old. You definitely have been to a hawker center and have one of your favorite foods there. Yeah, I, I think it's the most easily recognizable aspect of being a Singaporean. Just yes, going right. to the Hawker Centre, no matter how well you do in life, whatever, there's just something about just going to the Hawker Centre, perspiring like everyone else, <laughs> being in line like everyone else, you're treated the same like everyone else, and, yeah. and the food is just absolutely mm. incredible. Das, I have to ask you, if you were to represent the show, who is this movie for? I think this movie is for everyone who appreciates the hawker culture. And also, I think to circle back to the COVID times, I think Singaporeans had a newfound appreciation for our hawkers, especially when we couldn't go out and eat. And um, the hawkers were the only people that were operating. Yeah. And also, I think uh, us Singaporeans made an effort to support them during these times as well. So I think it ties in really, really well. Now that we are out of the pandemic, we still need and feel the hawkers serving us food and our authentic Singaporean food that is very, very affordable. You know, and it's basically every Singaporean or most Singaporeans can experience hawker food. And a lot of people who come from overseas want to experience our hawker food as well. So I think this movie showcases that culture very well. Do you think hawker centers will still be around in Singapore? I don't know, 30 years from now? Because there is that concern, isn't it? That we don't have many young hawkers. There's a handful of them, but many of them, we constantly report this auntie is getting old, you know, she feels like she cannot carry on with the store anymore. She wants to sell it off. Uh, Kelvin, as a director behind King of Hawkers, what's your answer to that? I would say that the hawker culture is definitely here to stay. It, it might probably take a different form because uh, at the end of the day, it's really about how much hard love and soul you put into preparing the food. So I think nowadays, there are a lot of, uh, I think we'll say government even grants the support that support the hawkers. There's also a lot of media report about how the young people are taking over, whether it's a family business, despite being hard. Because after making this film, I realised that it is really hard to be a hawker. Because mm. we were shooting in a real hawker centre and you can ask us, we were like sweating practically for 12 hours <laughs> and we realised that, oh my, you know, for that few dollars that we pay for these hawkers, we really must pay tribute to them. And and it was because of this that we realised that, you know, behind the hard work and we hope that this movie can help to promote the culture and we get to realise that this profession must must carry on. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're essentially shining a spotlight on hawkers which have been key since the early, early days as exactly. well. Exactly. You know, when it comes to food culture in Singapore, Das, as someone who represents the millennials, right? Mm. And also, you know, you're big on social media as well. So your audience is also on TikTok. You know, they're Gen Zs. Like, what is your sort of finger on the pulse on whether or not the younger generation will still continue to go to hawker centres or do you think the cafe culture and everything will eventually overthrow hawker culture I think our hawker culture will is here to stay I mean like the director said it can take a different form and there are many young people millennials and Gen Z's who are operating their own cafe like 
food. They're selling the cafe-like yeah. food in the hawker centre, which is so nice because you have a variety of food to choose from. And also the price point is a lot more affordable. And I think that it's just different as opposed to sitting in a, in a very nice cafeteria, aesthetic cafeteria in Econ. While sitting down in the hawker centre, you just generally feel so much more free. Mm. You immerse in the estate that you're living in because hawkers are usually located in the estate, right? You immerse in that, that environment. You meet neighbours. I think the experience is completely different. So I think and the hawker culture is also very, very true to Singaporeans as yes. who we are. No Singaporean would go past you and say, I've never been to a hawker centre. <laughs> yeah. Even if you don't want to, if it's a very hot day, you still go to a hawker centre to eat. Because it's, the food tastes better than the weather. Because yeah. it's cheap. La. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the other strange thing I've noticed as well. You know, as a kid, you want to try all the fancy restaurant food. But then as a grown-up, like I went recently to a hawker centre nearby, uh, near Topayo area, right? And I was just almost hypnotised watching the hawkers at work. Like these are masters of their craft. Das, what have you learned when it comes to appreciating hawkers through the filming process of this film? I think I flipped a prata very badly. I think I had maybe one or two good takes. Wait, that, was that your character that you're supposed to? <laughs> yeah, so basically I am the owner of the best Indian food. Alright, my show is called The Best Indian Food. Bestest like, Indian, Indian, food. Indian Food. So I, I'm very proud of that. I think also in a way to represent the minorities in Singapore. And I mean, in every hawker centre, there is the Muslim stall, there is the Indian stall. But these stalls are not limited to Indian and Muslim customers only. Mm. Right? A lot of us from all walks of life still feel like we want to eat prata someday, we want to have biryani someday, we want to have mee siam someday. So that was very, very nice to experience. But I think what is more important is, I mean, of course, I go to work during my call time. But our hawkers wake up very, very early in the morning to just prepare prepare their, their stock so that they can boil or cook the food for the rest of the day. So I think that appreciation is new also and I think a lot of people don't really notice that because we don't wake up at 4am in the morning to yeah. see what they're doing, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's great. Fully speaking Mandarin roll, right? Yes, yes. Full Mandarin roll. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I want to praise you for it. You know, because as someone who is half Chinese, I also studied Chinese, I cannot do a full Mandarin movie. Is it intimidating to do what you do in this film? I think it, it's intimidating, but I think recently I've been doing a lot of work in Mandarin, so that helped a bit. But it is different when you speak in a language that you learn and acquired. Because I speak in my mother tongue at home and that's my mother tongue is how I feel and how I think in. So when you speak in another language, there's always this slight disconnect that you have to fill because mm. culturally we are different and our experiences are different with Chinese and Indian people. I had to try my best to bridge that gap and also to remember that although I'm speaking Mandarin, I'm still an Indian man selling Indian food. So that is something that I needed to remember. I'm not playing a Chinese person per se. So um, I think that was very nice. And I just happened to be an Indian guy who can speak Mandarin. Incredible. And, yeah. and, and there are a lot like you as well here in Singapore. I mean, yeah. I'm like that as well. But I mean, poorly lah, Mandarin. My, mm. I, but you, uh, Das here, I think, has one of the most incredible brains. Because I'm not sure if you uh, have heard about this, but when someone is bilingual, or even in your case, trilingual, I don't know how many languages you speak. Come on now. <laughs> when you say one sentence, you're actually saying it in four different languages in the back of your mind. Yes. You know, so your mind is like processing all of it in all these different translations. It's quite incredible. Yes, but I always tell people who are learning a new language, try to think in the language that you're speaking. Wow. Don't translate. Because when you translate, you'll get the grammar and sentence construction wrong. And also, you'll have a delayed response. So that's why when I'm doing a Chinese show, I make sure I watch a lot of Chinese content so that Mandarin is in the forefront of my mind. Yes. So I don't end up translating. So it's fresh. Okay. Fresh, yeah. Okay. And I imagine after this movie and this character that you play, your friends are going to 
expect you to deliver fantastic pratas when they invite you over for parties, right? So this is time for me to manage expectations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really cannot Was it cook. props? Was it props? Was it I mean, it was actual dough. And so ex- you had to learn, like, I, to train. I had to learn. So I had to train with uh, Chef John C. I mean, we, I still need to respect the culture. Yeah. I still need to make sure that I'm doing the prata justice. So I, I had to learn a bit of it. But uh, whether I can cook a full-blown meal for people is a different thing. Yeah. Uh, if I may ask you, Das, real quick, just the personal significance to be invited in places that you initially may have thought were not going to be welcoming to you. Mm. You know, as an Indian person speaking Mandarin in a Chinese movie and it's coming out around the Chinese New Year period as well. This is something even as an Indian actor entertainer here in Singapore as a Singaporean, it's something that it's not usually an easy route, you Mm. know, or you don't even think about it. You know, uh, what is the significance of, of you doing this movie and also the award recently that you won? I think the significance of it is opportunity. I think there are many talented people in Singapore, um, people probably even more talented than me, but like they may not have gotten the opportunity. So I think uh, that is one. And the second thing is a lot of people may not have the ability to sustain, to wait for their goals and dreams to take place. So sometimes they already have a family, they can't pursue their favourite art form, so they have to maybe take on a full-time job. But I think I was blessed in the sense that I managed to persevere and uh, there were many kind people around my life and Kelvin is one of them to give me this opportunity to showcase my talent and to tell a story that is very important to Singaporeans. I'll praise you on one more bit, yeah. I, I think the, the incredible thing about Das here, who's multilingual, mm. is that at the end of the day, it's knowledge, right? Mm. I, uh, people hear you speak Mandarin, they, they are wowed by it and all that because it's a rare sight or sound, you know, but ultimately you spent years learning. Mm. You know, it's a language and you treated it with respect, the culture as well, and you trained in it. And then you speak Mandarin better than a lot of my Chinese friends, okay? And you're also more Indian than me I can't even handle spice you know what I mean like you're, you're also at the that's end of the that's very disappointing Joshua <laughs> that's very disappointing in the sense where you love your Indian culture no matter what yeah. you ooze it you celebrate it you yeah. also love the Chinese culture you're probably one of the most Singaporean Singaporeans I've ever met yeah. and, and you just adore culture mm. and you look at it as just okay this is a skill set I'm going to learn and that's it you know oh, Joshua why aren't you so nice to me in our private conversations <laughs> <laughs> give it up for my guests on the show today incredible actor comedian Das Didi (laughs) and also the director of the new King of Hawkers out in cinemas next Thursday Kelvin Sung now before you go just a quick fire round I want to switch up the beat come on come on give me something more fast paced let's go okay some Hawker related questions to to drop on you okay alright both of you have to answer which Hawker stall do you walk into or walk towards when you enter a hawker center? Chicken rice. Chicken rice, eh? Really? Yeah. Natural. Are you the roasted chicken or steamed chicken? Uh, it depends on what diet I'm on. La. <laughs> if I decide to, once in a while, when I decide to go on a clean diet, then it's steamed. But the rest of the year, is definitely roasted. Uh, do you have it roasted. with rice? Because a lot of people nowadays, you know, no rice, just chicken, extra chicken, mm. keto, all that, no? Mm. No, 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 love the rice. And and how do you treat your chicken rice? Is it like doused with like black sauce and chilli and... On the, I would like to have the chili on the side, uh, no black sauce. Yeah, if it's going to be white chicken, right, steamed chicken, I will have the skin removed. But roasted chicken, I will have the skin retained. Ooh, yeah. Wow, you heard that not? Very okay. specific. Does yeah. for you? For me, it's just chicken rice roasted. I like the breast meat, mm. so they are always say I want breast meat, like, Yeah. Okay, okay, and and what is your drink store order? Ice lemon tea. <laughs> <laughs> the canned one or the one that they no, make? No, I want the homemade one. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, same. Okay, same. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh my god, we have yeah. so much in common. <laughs> All right, which hawker center would you say is special to you in your life? Tiong Bahru Market. What, what about Tiong Bahru yeah, Market? I grew up around Tiong Bahru, so I used to have the chicken rice there as well. It is always very long queue. And I really love the chicken there because it's so tender. Talking about it makes me very hungry now. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and does for you, is there a specific hawker center? Teka Market. Okay. Yeah, it's amazing. They have great biryani, they have great chendol, and they have a lot of food from different cultures as well. There's a Sri Lankan stall there as well. I, I was going to say, yeah. I actually, over Deepavli, I went to uh, Deka Market for the first time in my life. I'd never been there, and then I was so blown away by sort of the Sri Lankan food. I didn't know there yes. was that option there as well. So yes. you have that right next to a Chinese stall, not right next to a Muslim stall. You know, and, there's so and many. That is Singapore. That is the essence of Singapore, where all different stalls from different cultures are lined up in just one line, and they just we just live together. Even in our homes, HDBs. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah this culture. Yeah. Das, has your family seen the movie yet, King of Hawkers? I haven't seen the movie yet. And no, you haven't seen the movie? No one saw the movie except me. Yeah. yeah. I never allow my actors to watch it before the gala premiere. Yes. Wow. So I, 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 don't, I don't plan on watching the movie until the gala premiere itself. It's actually well. for their own good. Because if you watch it, then at the gala premiere, there will be no more surprise. Yeah. Ah, I like that Okay, so what are we going to get from this movie as an audience member with a ticket? Mm. You're going to see an, uh, really an ensemble cast from different countries, Singapore, Malaysia, Hong Kong, Philippines even. And also the beauty of a lot of food shots. There's beauty of family, love, drama, comedy, all rolled into one. So you must support the movie when it comes out on the 22nd of February, next Thursday. Oh, that's incredible. So earlier on, we had director Kelvin Sung behind the new King of Hawkers movie, which comes out on Thursday next week. But Das is somehow still here in the studio. Das. Yeah, I'm very free. Lah. <laughs> I'm not the director of the movie, what? <laughs> Haven't seen you in so long lah. Yeah. Okay, shout out first of all to all the fans of the Love Gurus Das uh, for many years was with me on the night show solving love problems. Yes. And, and I'm still single but <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought after doing all that uh, I might get some good karma but no. Nothing. Uh. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Zilch. But don't get used to this uh, Das but you look quite good today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, happened, what happened to your beard? There's a signature beard and moustache that's now gone. Okay, so I grew my beard once I joined the industry. And then when I started getting more and more recognised for my beard, then I kept it on. And then when I came across this movie, the director, Kelvin, spoke to me and he said that, would you like to consider removing your beard? And of course, it's a huge step, right? Yeah. The only time I shave my beard is for reservists. <laughs> and by the time weekend Monday, I go back to work and the beard grows back already. Very fast. So I asked and Kelvin explained to me that he wants people to see me in the movie as the character, not someone they remember from social media mm. or someone they remember from elsewhere. It's like watching Oprah Winfrey in the movie. Yes. You remember her for her show yeah. and all, all the life-changing moments and giving away the cars. You may not think of her as an actor in the movie so that's why I think uh, I removed my beard for a good reason and after I removed my beard I looked at my face after so many years and I realised hey maybe I should keep this look uh. I like it Yeah, it's very clean it's very simple I look a bit younger uh. no no because I also went through like a period of like like should I like have the beard out and everything and then like should I just shave no it's quite some but I still get mixed reviews no? some people still prefer me with a beard but at the end of the day I think it's lower maintenance to remove the beard yeah yeah, and uh, I think I like the way I look I've not seen myself like that in a long time yes. and I think I shaved it 
it for a good reason. Absolutely, you get yeah. paid, girl. You get paid for it. Why yeah. not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna get shit. Joshua, did you get paid to remove your hair? Huh? Your, your baldness is paid or God given? Eh, I went to Bali. I had a moment with nature and everything. I also heard you are doing that nowadays. Yes. For sound meditation, all that. Sa- a sound healing and all of these things. I'll have this conversation with you soon. <laughs> off air, lah. Off air, off, off, off air. air. Okay, yeah. okay. I also was thinking, right? Because this is a King of Hawkers movie. I imagine getting lunch is very easy, also, right? Because usually, you know, you have to tap off food on a movie set and everything. Mm. A King of Hawkers, you're there, right? So you get to choose what you want. No, I think we also have to respect the people's business. Ah. Yeah, people are still running their business there. We can't just go and ask them for free stuff or whatever. Uh, but we still pay and support. I mean, that's the whole point of this movie, right? Yes. The whole point of this movie is to support hawker culture. So we would be very hypocritical of us to feel entitled. Where do you film? Sims Vista. Yeah. Sims Vista. So it's an actual hawker centre that was cordoned off. So the other um, other lanes were still operational. So there were, we had a lot of members of public walking past when they see the big cameras, they'll be very curious to see what we are doing. Mm. So I think that is also interesting. We not only try to promote hawker culture, but we film this movie in an actual operational hawker centre. Can you look at a hawker the same way after the movie? I cannot lah. I cannot because I think like once you are in the store, it actually can be quite claustrophobic, and while well, there's fire on and all, it can be really really hot. So for them slogging it for so many years with so many hours trying to serve the Singaporeans at such affordable prices, mm. I really respect them for their hard work. Okay, Das, the floor is yours. Promote anything you want to promote? Go. Okay, so please support our King <laughs> of Hawkers. Very fast. Uh, uh, it'll be out on 22nd, next Thursday. <laughs> so please go and watch it, buy your tickets and support all of us. And also, I think I'll be hosting a documentary soon. So you can follow me on my Instagram, D-A-S-D-Y-L, and I'll let you all know where to watch my documentary. And also support me la, on social media, like and all that. Support King of Hawkers. We have our social media as well. Mm. And, and also Kelvinson Productions and Kelvinson himself, the director. Go and follow all of us on social media. So... After you watch this movie, you still know what's happening to us, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Maybe we do new things you want to know also. Yes. So you can follow us. Support. Support. Your mom's okay? My mom is good. Very good. She's doing very well. She's enjoying her newfound fame. <laughs> she's very, very popular. She, uh, Little India, she's telling me, I have to wear a mask when I go to temple and all that. You know, people recognize me. And I'm like, wow, you low-key enjoy this. But at the age of 60, you know, you never knew that people like you for being entertaining. Yes. Yeah. Her son is a star. Has always been a star. Give it up for Das Didi, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Don't worry, you're on your way with Joshua Simon. Kiss 92. And I'm asking you an impossible question to answer, but we're going to go at it anyway. Uh, what is, in your opinion, the best hawker center in Singapore? It's a very, very hard one to answer, you know, but with your answer also, I get to have a sense of your stories as well and, and, and who you are. Uh, take, for instance, Will Kang here, who listens to the show and, and has been for many years now. He says, My favorite market to eat at is Taluk Blanga Crescent Food Center. Nod your head if you know where that is. I've never been there. The food stall's been there for a long time and it's still held by its old owners and it's super affordable. Uh, Michaela uh, texted in saying, The best hawker center is white sands mall where is white sands mall y'all Basir, yeah see that's why because i grew up in the west so I, I don't know the east very well like i feel like right now in my 30s i'm discovering the east like i'm discovering the brilliance of juche and every time i go to juche area it feels like i am a tourist okay is there any hawker centers in the juche area it's just a lot of cafes right okay but you're saying white sands mall i gotta go check that out tiong baru hawker center okay that's a favorite for sure i went there recently for the first time believe it or not first time and i had there there's a pao area there's, there's this one store and it's almost like they took up like two three stalls and they just sell pao 
And by the time I got there in the afternoon, they were almost sold out. They just had a few left. And it was a Tao Sa Pao, which just happens to be my favorite Pao. I bought like three. Okay, uh, we got a text message here by Aaron. Aaron says, All Airport Road Food Center has so many stalls, heritage ones, new concept ones as well. Uh, Chinese Korean food, quirky chi chong fun, famous prawn noodles, wonton mee, ota, whatever you see, All Airport Food Center has it. I agree. Old Airport Road is one of those like I'll get lost on. I'll go in there, I gotta like try to remember. Because I don't know if y'all do that. The first thing I do when I enter a hawker center is I do my, my walkabout. Because some people, the first thing they do is they try to find a seat, right? Mine is I need to see what's around. And then on the surface, on the whole like bird's eye view, my mind will be like, okay, then I'll get this with a popia, with a drink from here, and then this on the side. You know, then that'll be my full meal. Because I can't just eat one thing. I gotta like try a little bit of everything, get so excited. Finally, Jasmine says, Old Airport Road, once again, due to the wide variety, many delicious local food stalls, central location. Is it central? I always take care. I don't know how to go Old Airport Road one. Jasmine says, I think the best hockey and me, Nam Singh, is there. You're not just on the way. You're on your way. With Joshua Simon on KISS92. In walks Yumiko Kayahara with the longest and most blinged out nails you'll ever see. She runs a nail bar, everyone. Yume's Nail Bar. Um, I wonder if your delicate fingers Mm -hmm. enjoy the food at a hawker centre. You're able to not just use chopsticks. You can get your hands dirty. You eat your soup tulong. I don't know what it is. Is What's that? The... the, it's the one where you knock, knock, knock one. Oh. The mutton. Yeah, then no, you no, use no, a straw. No. I never tried before. No, I never tried before. One yeah, day we should yeah. go. But even like prawns and all that, I usually try not to get my hands dirty. Sometimes I'm a bit like, because mm. you got to find one where there's like a nearby like area where you can like wash your hands. Then yeah. I'll do it. yeah. So that's the thing about me. You will never see me out of the house digging my hands into crabs or prawns. You don't lose a nail, a blinged out nail. Okay. Mm. But in your opinion, best hawker center in Singapore is. Tiong Baru Market! We're getting a lot of Tiong Baru Market love over here. I went there for the first time. I shared this earlier on. I had the bao there. Fantastic. Mm, Tiong Baru bao. Yes. Yes. Okay. Apart from that, what else is good? Because wow. it's very big. It's like a giant square. It is. So, long, 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 long time ago, we're going back like 30 years ago. It used to be a uh, single-story market where ah. you have the wet market on one side and then you have the cooked food market on the other side. I always thought it was always double level. No, double level came years later. Oh. Okay, so now it's shrunk down in size in terms of stalls, but the iconic stalls that sell the best Teochew food, mm. it's all there. Okay, so here's my favourite thing to do. I'll always try to get some food from the ones with the long queue, but I also like to explore, go to some stalls that may not have a newspaper article in the front. You know, and mm. I'll try to see what their chicken rice is like. I'll try to, you know, because poor thing lah, sometimes, you know, some of these restaurants, you're up against like serious competition, right? Yes. So I always try to show some love to the smaller ones. And there were a couple of times they were like, hey, this popia is not even famous, but it's very nice. Yes. So I encourage us to do that. On your way with Joshua Simon on Kiss92. You have been on your way with Joshua Simon on Kiss92. I hope I earned the privilege of your time. I want to do a couple more shout-outs right now. I've been asking you what, in your opinion, is the best hawker centre in Singapore. I'm joined by Yumiko Kayahara. Hello. Who's taking over from 8pm. Please react to these, okay? Mm. Uh, Dennis says, the best hawker centre in Singapore has got to be Yuhua Village Hawker Centre. Where's that? I think Jurong area, right? Yuhua. Oh! Oh, the famous Lomi. Is it? Is it? Okay, so um, Dennis goes on and says, not only does it serve a wide variety of delicious food, it is the place that has fed my family for years. Mm. It tastes like home. 
Yu Hua, because I know there's Yu Hua Primary School, Yu Hua Secondary, Secondary School, School yeah. Yu Hua Hawker Centre. Where is it? Ah, uh? I'm pretty. Yep, yep. It's in Jurong East. Two five four Jurong East. Okay, I want to do a shout out over here to Stephen or Stephen. Uh, best known Hawker Centre is Chom Chom because uh, it is in Serangoon Gardens. Uh, taxi drivers don't actually know where Serangoon Gardens is sometimes, but the ones that do, I always uh, release a sigh of relief. When they do, because I love the food at Chom Chom. I just know it's very smoky. That area. Yes, but um, so I would say that Chom Chom is really well known for Ahok fried noodles, the oh. fried Hokkien mee. It's well, the best. Is it is it different from the Hokkien mee that I know, like the yellow noodle and the white one? Is no, it... it's the same, but it's just the best. Okay, you know what? I recently tried this other Hokkien mee. I think it's the Malaysian Hokkien mee, the black sauce one. Oh, <gasps> so good! Really? Yeah, I love that Hokkien mee more than the the white one, no. the white yellow one. Really, really, I love the black one. There's just something about it. It's like sweet and like savory, and I don't know what's in it because everything's black. But it's very nice. <laughs> like, I love it. The, the noodle as well. Oh my god! I'm like my mouth is watering right now. Just thinking about it. Very hard to I... find this particular Hokkien mee. If y'all got lobang, you know where I can find that Malaysian Hokkien mee in Singapore, the mm. black color one. Please let me know. Finally, Vel sends in an extensive list here. Golden Mile Food Center, she says, hands down. Hainanese chicken rice at the basement has tender chicken with fragrant rice and their chili and grated ginger is awesome. The fried CKT. What CKT? Chai Tao Kui. Eh? CKT eh? Uh, is a famous second floor known for a handful of green veggies spread over the noodles. Chung Ching chili noodles if you like spicy noodles try this loaded with pork ribs and prawns the Hainan fried Hokkien mee always sold out there are also other things like clay pot rice yong tauhu asiao braised duck abaling peanut soup what hey, is stop, that? stop 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 why I'm hungry already <laughs> Val, I want to give you a shout out and also a prize how about that we close the show with a prize you get a $100 dining voucher from Meat Shilin Truly, I hope I earned the privilege of your time that the show entertained. I leave you now in the good hands of Yumiko Kayahara. You're on your way with Joshua Simon. Kiss 92.